Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I generally hope that the tips, tricks, and information that we share will be the catalyst for change. I'm your host, Adam Lane. It's time to dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Happy Healthy Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lane, with me today from the Far East, Eastern Time Zone, Charlotte, Dr. Brian Strupp. Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Thanks for asking. So, Brian, you you are a big deal. You do many things. There are, there are lots of plates spinning in your world between doctor of chiropractic, um, you run a gym, Live Active Charlotte, since 09. Lots of things going on. Lots of busy things going on. For the tens of people that listen to the show that might not know you and how big of a deal that you are, give them, give them all the info. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so I, uh, quick, quick story. I, well, not story. I guess I've been a chiropractor since 2020, uh, since 2003. And then uh, practiced in a couple of different groups. In 2007, I had an office inside a gym in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, not a CrossFit gym, just a regular gym. And I just kind of saw a lot of things I thought I didn't like and like could have been done better. I've been doing CrossFit for two years at that time in CrossFit Charlotte, which was down the block from my work. And I just said, like, I think I could do this better. And we I closed up the doctor's office in. Uh, about 30 minutes away from where I lived and moved closer down to where I was in the suburbs of uh, Charlotte. And uh, we opened up in 2009, 10, like the end, end of 2009, beginning of 2010. Um, yeah, so then, so now we have the, 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 the doctor's office in one place with me and another doctor. The last three years, we added another doctor and the gym. And I'd say in probably like 2013, 2013, 14 is when I really started to uh, focus more on the gym and the doctor's office. I just couldn't, I couldn't do both of them at the same time. There's a number of other reasons why just from like, what's more fun and what do I enjoy more and et cetera. Um, but I kind of started, I not since then, but currently now I, I only have about 15 hours of patient hours that I would see my schedules open Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And most of it's kind of spent, um, managing running leading growing uh the gym okay not making adjustments you're not doing much of that uh, yeah yeah no no i'm not doing much of that no okay. i enjoy it but i don't enjoy everything that kind of goes along with it you know okay fun 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 so what's yeah. interesting to me a, a lot of chiropractors will say terrible things about functional training crossfit stuff like that like they, they will they'll shy away from it you said you saw things that you did not like at the at, at the previous gym. I guess I'm curious, what what did you see that scared you? And of of this more functional training piece, what what there was super attractive? And I'd helpful. say it was less I'd say it was less of what scared me from like movements and what people were doing, but just like how the entire thing was. And I tell this to people when they, when they kind of come join us. It's like, you know, most gyms, you speak to them once when they get your payment. And then the next time you speak to them is when they can't get your payment anymore. And like, we're not like that. 
right? So I think like that that disconnect between the uh, between the member and the business, or between the member and the culture, or whatever, was one. And just a lot of people showing up, not and leaving, and not looking like they really worked too hard, and just like no accountability. A lot of people just unsure what to do. So and I was going to a CrossFit affiliate at, at that time, so it's like, man, like there's so many people coming here and just like thinking it doesn't work but they don't really know what 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 to do you know um so that was kind of really the 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 piece that i was seeing that changed and it's funny that you brought up the chiropractors because when i first did it a lot of people would joke like oh you know uh you know hurt them in the back treat them in the front (laughs) and this was time you know this was like 2009 was you know i think kelly sturette probably had you know had crossfit san francisco but it wasn't the kelly sturette that people might know of now right um, and there's a lot the of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, and there's a lot of, uh, physical therapists or like rehab people in that like field, like big names, you know, Eric Cressy, Mike Boyle, John Russell, like big names that were like super anti this. And like, it was the downfall of everybody was going to get injured forever. And have since like over time have started to like see, um, and obviously like CrossFit's evolved and the way the affiliates evolved and, and training and stuff like that. But now like um, it's, it still has its thing, but it's certainly like a lot. Um, there's, there's still people out there that say, Oh, you know, and or the Peter that's going to say, Oh yeah, I love CrossFitters. It sends us all my people, but like that's only because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Like he just, he's in his tiny little orthopedic bubble. Right. Um, but if you really spoke to them, they know that like it's it's helping more people than it's hurting. Yeah, like well more people than it's hurting. Um, I I know within you know we're just over eleven years of of, of being in business. You're you know fourteen fifteen here, um, because I I think we've both seen what what good functional training CrossFit whatever you want to call it is. We we started as an affiliate and and dropped it you know three four years ago, um, and there's some of that that CrossFit stuff that I I. I don't know. I want to give credit all, all the credit to CrossFit with with some of it, like like they developed the the power clean. Um, it it existed before, um, but some of that stuff that you you think of to be more CrossFit-y, I, I think is is really really good stuff. There there are some workouts that I just think are kind of ridiculous, and I, I don't want to say pointless and stuff. Have you looking at it from not only like I own a business and I own a gym, and the, but then also from the 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 doctor chiropractor guy what is how do you how do, how do you look at strength training fitness training different today than what you did 14 years ago i probably looked at you know i was a chiropractor for six seven years before i really kind of got into crossfit so i think i look at well i look at it the same i think like how we look at and how we present it to people is what's probably changed you know i always know that i think there's certainly some things that are lacking in like our general programming even you know some like unilateral stuff and some rotations and some other things that we want to kind of work on that maybe we maybe we put into uh skills afterwards or part of the warm-up or stuff or certainly in personal training we, we that, that, that we might do that but overall 
I don't really think that, and me personally, there's a lot of people that will disagree. I don't think that the programming itself is what kind of makes or break from like our point of view of like general health and, and fitness and improving somebody's health and fitness. It's like, I just want to get them to move and get stronger. And I think that there's a lot of different ways that they could do it. You know, the hard part is that they just don't do it. Or they don't, or or they don't know what they're doing, so they don't do some. They don't squat because they think it's bare for the knees. They don't deadlift because they think it's bare for the back. They don't know how to. They don't. They've never seen a kettlebell before, you know. So some of those, you know, I'm not going to argue what's functional and not right, but I think like just getting stronger is going to help you more times than not. Right? It's going to help protect my joints. It's going to help decrease, especially with like our population that we're seeing. You know, more. You know the. the 35 plus and especially like a like a let's say 55 plus you know you know people especially women slips falls carrying themselves and i you know we talk about just like making you like you just want to not be useless like i want to be like strong to be able to take care of myself be able to take care of others be able to if i fall i don't break my hip and die like those are the reasons why we're talking to people about like training for longevity you know so i think like that principle has stayed the same. When I was younger, I'm 45 now. I always knew some of these workouts that I were doing like weren't the greatest from just like how how I'm feeling. I still did them because I was 30, <laughs> and yeah. I was I was never going to die, you know. But now, as, as you get older, I think you know, even as an affiliate for us, like you know, our our, our programming is more of a reflection of 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 our avatar and of, of of our people you know and um but i still think there's i think there's the the beauty of it that i like that there's still something that could challenge somebody that's that that's a high-end athlete safely and can also yeah. do something i could kind of still modify it down to that you know 350 400 plus you know, uh, obese person that just needs to like move some, like they could still deadlift and get stronger and ride a bike or row or, or what, what have you. And, and it played, and it, I think I don't have any like facts on this, but I could argue, I think that the affiliate makes less people come into my office yeah. or people come to see me less because they're getting stronger and they're moving more often and they're taking care of themselves and they're sleeping better and they're eating better. So their body and their joints are feeling and recovering better than if they did nothing and we're still coming to the office. Yeah. yeah. I find personally for that, well, I guess for me, but then you know, I, I think for a lot of our people too, that the fitness piece for me is that first domino. If I get that first domino of, of working out, now Adam eats so much better. You know, I'm just, my mood is better. Stress management is better. I sleep better and then rinse and repeat. If I don't work out, <laughs> eat yeah. like garbage. Stress bothers me more. You know, I'm running, you know, sleep like garbage because my stress level's up and I've been eating like garbage. Um, yeah. And that's just that vicious cycle. And I, I don't want to say for everybody that first domino is exercise, but I kind of feel like that first domino is exercise. Like do something. Yeah. And I think it's the easiest one. It's much harder than eating healthier. I mean, it's much easier than eating healthier because one, like, yeah. 
healthy is also like pretty subjective. But yeah. and I guess you could argue exercises too. But I think for your right, it's I think if I could exercise and move better, yeah, most people are like, you know, once I invest my time there, like I'm gonna make some better choices because I, I'm gonna feel better exercising. I'm investing my time or my money into exercising. I'm gonna make some better choices there. Um yeah, yeah I I would agree. And that's how we would kind of present it to people. What, not um, that nutrition's not important, but it's just a more difficult mm-hmm. step for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I just read Dr. Peter Tia's book Outlive and just how much he put it's, not that he minimizes right the, the nutrition piece. Um yeah. Because it's hugely important. But but that exercise piece, like he like, gosh, you can you can get mm-hmm. away with a lot of stuff with, with the exercise stuff. And I, I know just just the, the youth athletes that we train. I mean, we talk about nutrition and specifically getting enough in these kids to, you know, keep them, keep them fueled. But like kind of at that point, like, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but if, if, if you play, you know, three volleyball games and then go to Olive Garden, should you have a breadstick? You know, yes. Eat the breadsticks, like have fun. Not that big of a deal. Have a few breadsticks, you know, have fun with that. So I think it calls like a, like a, a bigger buffer, right. Against for health. I think like is what his, I think how he says it. Right, the exercise piece. I've got the book on my shelf, but it's currently too big for me to open up. Yeah. Um, so and like a deep one, like a hard one to get through. Yeah. No. Well, and Brian, I I didn't mean to come off as sounding smart there because I totally audibled <laughs> it. Um, uh, and listen to it I'm while a walking dogs. Yeah. Um, Fair. That's my favorite way to read books is yeah. to have somebody else read it to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But there were numerous parts of that book I had to, you know, holy cow, that was really deep. I have to go back and listen to it again because there was. There's, mm-hmm so many working parts there um in the way in the way of i guess i'm, I'm curious because you you mentioned rotational work and you mentioned like unilateral stuff and that is that was something that back in the day when we started in in, in 2011 2012 like that was not like i i remember you know the lunge coming out in some whatever open event and like it just crushing people like oh my gosh we've, we've never lunged in our life and then like being sober for the next you know two weeks yeah. and then I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of felt like I was an island looking at myself going, why, 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 why don't we lunge? Like, why aren't we lunging? More? Like everything back squat, front squat, deadlift, all this bilateral, you know, whatnot, which Mike Boyle was probably just laughing, you know, mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> why don't you? It's, it's really, um, I shouldn't say that we didn't lunch, but it was, it was much less of a priority. Yeah. And then just as, as people get older, cause I, I'm with you, I'm almost 44. Um, and we've had people, we have people in the gym who have been with us, you know, seven eight nine ten eleven years sure. and 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 they're a different person now than what they were when they, they they started with us when they started with us they they didn't mind that getting heavy getting hard going you know but now we're a little bit more moderate with it in a in a in a smart way just showing up doing work going home feeling good um anything else that you you have spattered in you know i love the rotational idea i think that's super healthy northern illinois it snows we have to shovel snow Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I've seen guys that can deadlift 405, but then throw their back off, you know, when they go to shovel snow. We get some heavy snow too, but um, but missing that like that transverse plane rotational piece and is a big a big deal. Anything else that you you've seen through the years where maybe it's a good idea for people to pay more attention to that? I'm sure I'm missing some, but the two that I you know and
I'm sure there's some. I think I think what it does do a good job of in the programming is kind of tra- uh, you know like uh, well, we started to use some more carries. Oh yeah, right, heavy carries, one arm, two arms, overhead, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's another one, but that kind of the carries thing came up in my head because I think what a lot of those movements do teach, as long as you can educate the person on it, is like to have a strong core. So like if my core is made, my core's job is to resist movement, not to initiate movement. That's at least like my working thesis of of like helping people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um it, it does a, it's taught a lot of people that or trained people that knowingly or unknowingly to have a stronger core. And then that if 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 all my power starts from there. I think that's why it sees a lot of crossover in like athletic and sport from like power coming from there. And, you know, there was, I think a couple of years ago, there was about uh, you know, somebody wanted to run a marathon, only did CrossFit or somebody wanted to do this and all I did was CrossFit. And then these different things kind of branched out. But I think it, 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 it did a good job of teaching people how to get a strong core and not just do like sit-ups and ab machine. You know, and I think that's kind of that, that's right. Like it's helped a lot of people with back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, from from kind of starting starting central and then working out towards whatever's bothering them. Yeah, I think the carries would be one that I would add. Um, kind of answer your initial question. Yeah, no, I I think it's fantastic. I remember I, I went to a Dan, Dan John seminar. For some reason, he came to Rockford of all the places. He came to Rockford. Right. And he told the story about, you know, just, just simple stuff. Cause he, he's never one that overloads athletes at all. Um, but you know, he, he'd have his high school boy throwers grab 35 pound kettlebells or, or sorry, 35 pound dumbbells, not even, not even that heavy. And they would, he'd say, walk as far as you can. And then, you know, and then once you have to put the dumbbells down, put them down, shake out and then come back. And, you know, you, you'd carry it forever that first time as far as you can, but then you, when you bring it back, you have to stop your hands are smoked, you're, you know, and, and just how, like how healthy of a thing that is. And it's, it, it's a, you know, for an 18 year old boy to carry 70 pounds, you know, total isn't that yeah. big a thing, but it's, oh. it's a extremely, extremely healthy thing. Right. Um, not a chiropractor, but I would assume, you know, again, back core, you know, you, you get that, you know, even, even that, that little, you know, oscillation of, of the hips, you know, as, yeah. as you walk and then you load that, like. hundred percent. Like yeah. Yeah. Unilateral, bilateral, all of those, all of those, um, are, are helpful that, that we, we actually do, uh, I'd say an above average amount of them compared to like, uh, another affiliate just because like, you know, overhead, one arm overhead, mm-hmm. suitcase, farmers, whatever. Yeah. And how um, hard is that for people? Holy cow. To be able to lock it yeah, out overhead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. we have a couple of D ball that we bought, you know, for fun, like a, I think 60, 75, 80, 100, and 120. And just like walking around holding that, just like holding that thing, not even moving. Yeah. Is like a, is a, is a, a an exhaustive uh, piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Smokes the biceps as you're hugging yeah, that yeah, thing super yeah, hard. Yeah. And- if you got Lord. short arms like me, I can't even get all the way around it. You know, it's like I can't even. I'm like barely locking my fingers. Short arms, but huge biceps. 
no, but um, <laughs> there you go. From um, so so now for more from the chiropractor piece, I, I I'm I'm curious to know how if if you're really good at keeping these businesses separate or or if you 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 blend some things together here, um, how it makes sense that you blend them together. I mean, you're helping people in, in both manners here, um, and I'm assuming you have people that go back and forth. You know that sure. just yeah. you. They, they feel better. I, you know, you know, actually, you know, chiropractors help people stay healthy. The coach is the same. What is, is there, have you found like a magic potion ratio, you know, how, how the, the combination of the two, how, how, how much more effective can that be together versus, Hey, if I just do, you know, get adjustments separately, or if I just, just work out, um, yeah. When you blend the two, how awesome is that? I think, I think, I think the, the way we look at it, or the way I, well, the way I look at it was it would be a good way of, like most people that we see that don't, how it started was most people that don't exercise, say they don't exercise because something hurts them. My ankle, my knee, my elbow, my shoulder, whatever. So, okay, well, what if we could solve that problem for you? And now you can start exercising because realistically, when I first meet you, I'm not going to tell you my opinion on why you haven't exercised in a decade because your shoulder hurt or because your knee has been hurting you for 10 years, right? But eventually, in the first 30 minutes, I'm going to tell you, like, and you're either going to be like, wow, like, I should have been exercising all this time, or I can't believe that that guy said something to me like that when I just met him. Because realistically, there's people without a leg that are exercising, mm. right? So, um, but, you know, every member that comes in the gym, so we'll, we'll offer them to come in for like a, we call it injury prevention exam. It's a, a bad name, but I couldn't come up with anything better knowing that like, I really want to be truthful with my, with the client. And I know I can't prevent injuries, right? Cause there's a lot of dumb stuff that you could do, but really what we're doing is just like, we don't have any, you know, there's all these different kinds of screens out there. We don't do any of those particular, I'm just watching you move, bend over, move, touch your head behind your back, whatever. Right. And then if we see some asymmetries, maybe we'll address those or at least bring them to their awareness and attention. And then if they, maybe if they had pain associated with it, now they think that like I'm a mind reader and I knew, like, how'd you know that I had knee surgery? Or how'd I, how'd you know that I had a, a broken ankle? Because, you know, if I could watch them move and I've been doing it for so long, I could kind of come up with a couple of working hypotheses on why, why they're hurting. So then our goal is, you know, to, reduce the risk of injury right by getting them to move longer getting them to understand we, we we explain and teach a lot kind of mobility and stability and that kind of continuum in the body and why it's important and that kind of leads itself to like somebody wanting to potentially work with us and then there's some people that don't have any pain when we meet them but you know they they struggle pressing weight overhead or they struggle squatting, and um, not not from pain, but maybe that you know they, they just can't get down where they need to, or they can't address a barbell in a like a traditional deadlift, which like you should be able to do. Pretty simple. Forget lifting it, just like getting to it. So those would be things that we would discuss. Of like you know, you can't tell me that you want to have a double body weight deadlift, or you want to like lift your body weight, or you want to deadlift your body weight, and that's how you look when you get to the bar and you think that you're going to be able to do it like without like 
a pretty increased risk of, of, of injury at some point. Maybe not deadlifting, but maybe when you go to pick up at your kid two days later or after recurrently kind of doing these movements. That's kind of how we, how we, how we look at it. Um, most of our patients, however, probably come, at least at this point, come in the gym, meet us, and then become patients. At the very beginning, it was more the other way. They would come in the doctor's office, and then they would hear the gym, and then they would kind of come in the gym. But now that the, now that the, the doctor, the, the gym has become like that much more uh, busy and people coming through it than the doctor's office, it's just kind of like, I think, a natural order of, of things. But that's kind of how we, how we look at the body and movement and not just just because something doesn't hurt doesn't mean that it's not a problem. I think it's the main thing that most people don't understand. They might understand, but they're not willing to do anything about it. So if I come to you, because I, I, I hear this a little bit too much, Ryan, I've, uh, I have a bad shoulder, bad shoulder. My mom had a bad shoulder. My dad had a bad shoulder. Yeah. It's totally contagious in the <laughs> right. lane longevity here. So I haven't been able to move in da 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 and I you know or knee or hip or whatever this might be mm-hmm. bad knees you know knees seem to be a very common one I have bad yeah, knees. sure everyone yeah. has bad knees did it which which then completely limited you can't squat mm-hmm. you can't run you can't da, 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 which turns into not exercising so so mm-hmm. to the to the person I'm a I come to you I said Brian I can't my knees bad knees genetically bad knees what mm-hmm. What do you, and you don't have to be tactful here. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what's really going on here, and what, what do I really need to understand? I think my first question would be like, you know, define bad. <laughs> what, what do you, like, what do you mean? Pain. Right. Is it, yeah, 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 right. So it's like, you know, you know, okay, right. So then it's like, when, what, what kind of things, uh, what, what's happened to you before? Do you have any injuries? You know, we talk through injuries and surgeries, right? Any injuries, any surgeries to your hips or ankles or any old, you know, old, old, you know, old injuries like that. And then maybe I'd watch them squat. Like, okay, you know, can, can you try to squat? Can you sit down to this chair and get up? Okay. Do you have any pain there? Yes. Okay. Maybe I'll raise the table up a little bit. Can you squat down to this table? Okay. You could do that without any pain. Good. And then maybe I would check, you know, I, I, I would, I would, I would check their hips, check their ankles because like when you talked about, we we like to talk about the like the continuum of mobility and stability. So if I'm only addressing your knee, and this is like this is probably a complaint that I would see um, physical therapists and chiropractors have with a trainer. Mm-hmm. They think that they could treat stuff, and that's like, right. It's like oh, he has he has bad knee. I know what to do, and but they don't address the ankle or the hip, right? Because if we talk about mobility and stability, if the ankle doesn't move. And you're still running, jumping, and squatting, then the knee is what has to move more, right? If the hip doesn't move, then the knee has to move more. If my elbow, if my shoulder doesn't move, then my elbow has to move more, and so on, right? So we would, after asking some questions, we'd have to kind of work on moving, right? How do your hips move? How do your ankles move, right? Can can we help you with that? And if not, honestly, like our first step is very rarely am I going to say, hey, listen, Adam. You're right. The knees are contagious. It's been we've known about it for for for, for centuries. Um, hopefully, I don't catch it. Uh, I won't cough on you. 
and I, and I don't think that you could exercise, which sucks because exercise is important. What I would say is, listen, um, I get it. I do. Well, I don't have bad knees. I've been seeing people with bad knees for the last 20 years, but I don't think that means you can't do anything, right? Why don't we start instead of all the things that you told me you can't do? Have you ever rode a bike before for exercise? Okay. Um, Maybe we introduce a skier. Maybe we have them squat to a box. Maybe we start to build strength. And we let's assume that the ankles and hips are good, right? Um, maybe there's some mobility, and we could have them work with the trainer on working on some mobility and some general strengthening. And let's get your hips a little stronger, right? Let's get your glutes. What do you do all day? Oh, you sit for eleven hours a day at work. What do you do at home? Oh, then you sit more, and then you go to bed. Okay. So like all you do is sit. And you, when's the last time you exercised? Oh, you haven't in seven years since you hurt your ankle? Okay. So, like, and then maybe I would talk about, like, that car that people park in the garage and leave it for seven years. Like, would you expect that thing to work? Because people, like, the ego is amazing, right? They, like, they think that they could do nothing for a decade. And because that they were the starting guard on their high school football team, now at 41, they could just crush it. You know, so for some people, it's like, listen, like, I get it. But like, you're here for a reason. You talked to us for a reason. Let's just start getting you moving. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that just getting you moving more will help some. Squat to a box. If you're willing to work with us and squat to a box, get on a bike or a rower. We won't have to worry about jumping. You don't have to worry about jumping on a box. We can step up to a box, right? You can ride the bike. Let's get you working on squatting and squatting a little lower and squatting a little bit lower. You can press the bar over your head. There's still a lot of stuff that we could do that'll get you stronger. And Adam, there's a hell of a lot of other benefits besides just like, like besides your knees. What else are you dealing with? You're like, oh man, I'm stressed out. My life sucks. I'm pre-diabetic. All right. Would you agree, Adam, that there's a lot of other things that we could do that would be beneficial for you if you started exercising with us? Despite your knees, like you have to say yes at this point, yeah. right? And if you don't, that's okay. Like I'd be like, oh, that's not like when your knees feel better. They haven't felt better in the last seven years. You know, it's probably unlikely to happen. They're magically going to feel better in the next five if you continue to do nothing. You know, he's like, our goal is just to get them to move at the very beginning when we have somebody like that in the gym. And and let's say like more than likely that person comes in to me as an intro and that's why they haven't come to the gym versus if they were already in the office they'd have a better understanding of like what they could probably do but if, they, if i had an intro that way that's kind of how it would go maybe if it made them feel better i'd say listen what we could do you know we could do a little evaluation check out your ankles and your hips just get an idea of if there's other stuff that we could work on i think for you the biggest thing right now is just to move if we look at like movement as medicine is helping with the joints helping with the tendons helping with 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 the the you know just kind of get you stronger i think that alone will help decrease your pain by like 10 to 20 percent and now walking upstairs won't be so bad and walking downstairs won't be bad i'm not saying you'll be able to squat like you saw in the olympics the other day that you said mm -hmm. right or squat like it used to be like 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 your 10 year old son can squat but that's not our goal right you just said that you want to be able to exercise without any pain so let's like 
be patient. Number one, it's not happening overnight, you know, and then I'm super upfront with them. But I think for us, like movement is the number one thing, no matter what they kind of come up with. I just want you to start moving more because most people aren't moving at all. So that's kind of the goal. No, and I, I, so everything you listed off there, so smart, simple, safe, good square. Hey, we're going to ride a bike. All, all concentric, or yeah, all concentric, not easy, easy on the body. Um, squatting to a depth that is comfortable. That's, that's not going to be painful, um, et cetera, et cetera. Where, um, again, you guys are, are similar to us in the way of how we, how we bring people on and assess them and stuff like that. Like some people need some TLC. Um, we really try to drive the personal training thing early on, especially with people who are coming off the couch after, you know, seven, 10 years, um, to the idea of a, a small group class, which is fun and you have camaraderie and you get to you know work out with your buddies is great but if you are insanely deconditioned and you you don't know what you're doing to, to, to throw yourself in the fire can be you know i mean you, you could hurt yourself um what you you, you list off all the really good things i'm, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. of all the randomy like boot campy things where, where people go and they, they are like, okay, today is my day. I'm going to, I'm going to work out. And they, they drop into some random boot campy thing of, of, of whatever. And it crushes their soul and their body is in pain for now the next month. What, what right. stuff, is there anything specific that you would steer people away from? Like, what are we, you, you list all the, all the good stuff. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. I, yeah. 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 So that, like typically what I, what, what I, yeah, yeah, I get you. But like, t- typically, what I would tell people is like, and this is it, whether it's your back, or your elbow, or shoulder, or whatever. It's like, like let's say, let's say we use like a wall ball, right? So a movement where like I'm throwing the medicine ball against the wall if somebody doesn't know, and it comes back and I'm catching it, right? It's like if you've got a shoulder injury, like I would avoid that because there's going to be some point <clears throat> that like. I might lean forward. I might catch it wrong. Like, so I, I would look at the things that like I could control, be under control, you know, um, maybe the forces. So let's say like we did jumping lunges today. So if I have somebody with knee pain that could do a lunge, maybe we do lunges. But I don't think maybe like a jumping lunge would be wise or yeah. um, like pull-ups. Like if somebody says I have shoulder pain, but I can still do pull-ups, right? Maybe strict pull-ups, but if you're going to be doing like a kipping, like what are some things where like there's a chance that under fatigue you might start to lose a greater likelihood that you're going to lose control of something, and that's kind of what we would use as our uh, maybe we shouldn't do this. And again, right, like these are expectations that we'll set. These are also adults, so we understand that they might not listen to us, right? especially in a, in a group class and personal training is a little bit different, right? So we can only, um, what's that saying? Or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink or whatever. So it's like, I'm sure every gym has their members that are like, hmm, I think I know more than Brian does. I know my body better. And they might be right, right? Um, so they do it. And then they get mad that they're hurt because they didn't listen. And they're probably just mad at themselves because they didn't listen. But um, we also allow that. Like, it's, we're not going to kick you out because you tell us you have shoulder pain, and, you, and we said, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't do kipping pull-ups for a while." But again, like, it's 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 we're we're we're, we're more cognizant of like where 
they don't have full control of it. Like a squat, if I'm squatting, I could dump the bar. If I'm deadlifting, I could let go of the bar. Right? Those kind of things that we would look at as like a sick. If I'm jumping up on a box, like that's there's a lot of variables. Yeah. Um what? Oh, I I I love that whole thing. Um do you from from where you started back in the day, because part of that that functional fitness crossfitty thing early on was you know very competitive. Hey, there's yeah. a clock, three, two, one, go. You and I are next to each other. Like, oh, I don't want to get beat by Brian, this old guy. Jeez, I want to show him up. Da, da, da. You know, and and you're looking at me going, I, I want this, 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 you know, whatever. Um, in in the way of the the competitiveness piece of mm-hmm. training, because you, you mentioned under fatigue. You know, hey, you know, yeah. it, that's you know, it, it's it's great to pick up a barbell when you know you you're not winded, you're not breathing hard. You know, put it back down. That's where you know you pick up some really heavy weight. Um, we call that strength training. It's a really smart thing to do. Um, how in, in the way of managing, cause we, we try to strike that balance between making it fun and enjoyable and, you know, borderline competitive and less competitive with like other people. Cause that part I don't care about, but more competitive with yourself in the way of what you can do, um, versus, uh, you know, ma- making it too strict and too boring and, um, you know, not having that, you know, I, I guess that the, the more competitiveness piece. How do you how do you, how do you find balance within that within what you do? Um, me myself, I'll, I'll I'll be competitive with a few other people around the gym, right? Whether like young or old, but definitely like I'm um, I'm finding myself modifying more now as I get older, just because like I want to be able to continue to do this, right? Um, and uh, but in 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 our work at, in in our classes. Um, we'll have, we'll have some, but I think part of just like the dynamic of the people that we have, it's really just talking to what you said, like being, we really urge them to be competitive with themselves and work at, you know, like improving of what you did before as using that as the marker over like beating somebody every once in a while, somebody in sugar wads going to comment like, oh, I don't know if they did all their burpees legit, whatever, like. I don't care. What are you gonna, not going to say anything? I was like, no, I'm definitely not saying anything. You know? So I think there's still, especially for like the old people that we've had for like eight to 12 years that have been members, that started when it was like, that's what it was, right? Mm-hmm. Just like every day was balls to the wall, you know, bloody, bloody palms on the internet and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've done a good job of, of taking that's not to say there aren't some gyms around us that are like that. I'm sure there's gyms everywhere that are that are like more competitive. And um I think the our 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 most important thing is showing up consistently and like live learn you know working to live another day. Yep. Right? I think those are the things that we talk about most often that lend ourselves to that Obviously, most of the stuff that we talk about and that we share is more about longevity and overall health than that. You know, even when we get a young athlete, a, you know, 14, 15 year old, 16 year old guy or girl, it's like they're coming to us to get better at their sport. So, like, being competitive at CrossFit doesn't even make, make sense. So I think it's understanding like, the, like that and being, being wise to that, right? Um, 
I think though for some people that like like it, that's fine. It, it, I think that, that where, where it becomes troublesome is if people don't understand their own limits or kind of forget why they started in the first place. And it's like, you remember why you came here? You came here to lose 40 pounds and to get off your blood pressure medication, not to be a kid 17 years younger than you at a group of exercises in a workout. Yeah. And now you're frustrated because you can't beat this kid that's 17 years younger than you in a heck of a lot better shape than you. Yeah. Or you're mad that this girl could deadlift more than you. Okay, why? What did you come here for? You know, so I think like those, and I get it, you know, but I think like we, we uh, I think just our, our, our message, and, and for the most part, we let it go because it's not a big problem of ours. If we do have somebody that wants to be more competitive or gets mad, for example, you know, let's just say the workout has a mile run in it. And we say, you know, if you can't run this mile in under, under 10 minutes, maybe we can modify to a thousand, a thousand meters or something. Or if it's a workout where it's, you know, the weight for deadlifts and we say, you know, it's the weight's 200, you know, 185 pounds. You should be able to do these, these four sets of 10 un unbroken, right? Um, so we're kind of giving them some some mod, and we say, you know, if you can't, you might want to consider going down to 155. And I had an athlete that was a former regional member, member that was a former regional athlete at a different gym. He's like, I just don't get why you tell people like you can't do it to go down. I was like, well, because like that's important, you know. Like maybe this isn't the best place for you, you know. He, so like some people that just don't get it, well, and. A brand new person wouldn't have thought like that, but somebody from eight to ten years ago would would kind of come in. I think it's definitely a, I'd say a problem of the of the past. Even though the CrossFit Games is still around, I think I think maybe you disagree, but I think I I see that less and less just because of like how we lead and how we talk about it. And really, like, with the exception of one twenty eight year old trainer, I think the rest of our coaches are like thirty five to fifty two. So we're also in that like. We're in the same realm as our members in that same age. So it's like we're also practicing what we preach. We're not like getting hurt all the time because of something. Yeah. Yeah. I love the live to play another day piece. Like that's just, you know, hey, get, get the, I don't know what weight to choose. Why don't we go lower? Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Let's do it. And we'll see you yeah. tomorrow. Because go we lower, go too much. Faster. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, and it's like, listen. Hey, bro, I'm not sure if I should do 185 or 225 today. Or like, it, it, for mo most of the times, like it doesn't matter. But assuming you can do them both, and it, if 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 you get, and a lot of times we'll put a cap on the workout. You know, so let's just say it's a workout like uh, Helen we did last week. We put a 14 minute cap, and so be like, why is there a 14 minute cap? I was like, well, because it shouldn't take you 17 and a half minutes. That's why, we, and, and we really kind of. Talk to them about the the idea of the of the workout and what we're trying to accomplish, so it's not just exercise, and then so they they start to get it. But if if they miss that, if if you don't tell them why, then I think it creates a a, a difficult conversation, and they wonder why you're not letting them get a better workout. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's funny how and to go back to the, it doesn't matter twenty five one eighty five it doesn't matter. I might even argue that. 
if you're if you're doing something with, with 185 and you go faster and you go harder, it it could be more terrible <laughs> than you going heavy, having to take more breaks, you know, just from a you know strength fatigue piece, da da da. Um, the, the going heavier could actually make I don't want to say make it easier, but like it 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 it, it doesn't matter. It it, right. it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And the safer option is, is at least in my opinion, is going to be the smart move. You know, from a long term you know thing because that's mm-hmm. you know it's that, just that one deadlift that one time you're a little fatigued you know nothing wrong with pushing yourself we want to challenge you that's great but like know yourself know that line and you know also assume if you're gonna do this for the next 20 30 40 years you know hey let's it's a marathon not a sprint and yeah you know. I think that's right i think the marathon not a sprint is a big one for us and again like learning to li- like making this kind of exercise a lifestyle and not something you need to like do more, you know, like, like have to avoid or whatever. And, and you could, and you could do it until you're 60, 70, 80, 90. You just yeah. won't be doing the same things that you were doing when you were 35. Yeah. That's the important thing. hundred percent. That's right. Ryan, one more thing I want to talk about. And then I want to, we, we just keep going here outside of the gym. What are your recommendations for people? Cause you know, people train three, four days a week. And that's great. But that, that is, some fantastic three, four hours, but if you're only doing, you know, three, three hours, you know, at, at, you know, live active, I might argue that you need more. What are your recommendations for people outside the gym? I think, uh, if you like, if you have a hobby, some people play soccer or basketball or volleyball, whatever, I think that's a good way to kind of get your heart rate up and get exercise, tennis, something like that, pickleball, maybe even for some of the, some folks now. So I think, yeah, I think number one, that's, I think that's, yeah, yeah, right. I think that's the easiest one because that's like fun. Let's not put golf in there because golf's not exercise. Sorry, guys, right? Um, if you carry so your clubs, that's one. does that count? <laughs> yeah, that would count. I, I, I think People that would count. People don't do that anymore. There's I think always that's, a, that's like a four mile walk carrying a 70 yeah. pound bag. Yeah, 100%. I used to be a caddy growing up for like seven years. So I think that's definitely exercise. Um, I think just taking a walk like on, on a day off, just like taking a walk for 30, 40 minutes, you know, I'll do those since 2020. I've been doing that. I don't rock yet, but I think that's something or just wearing something you know, for, for some, you know, I haven't gotten into that yet, but I think that certainly shows some benefits. That's um, while not recovering is still exercise, but not as demanding potentially to, to what you're working on. A hike, right? I think a hike, a walk, and sport are are three really good ways to. And again, like the the walk, it, it's it's getting them to understand the, the value of the walk. Sun, fresh air. The alternative is sitting at my desk on my computer, right? It's not comparing the walk to the workout that I did the other day for forty minutes in the gym. Then they'd be like, "Why? Is, it's wasteful. It's it's different. It's not wasteful." Right, and then so I think I think like those are those are three good things. And then for for some people, myself included, I think like just taking a day or two where like you rest and you recover. Maybe I get a massage. I, I we have a sauna and a hot tub at our house. Maybe I kind of go in, go go in there, or I cold plunge, whatever it is, like just to recover, because like that's super important and i think that you know, one of the biggest things that people that we don't talk about often at the, at the gym is just like dealing with stressors in general 
you know, and how it affects my sleep. And it's like, okay, well, you want to lose weight and you sleep three hours a night and you go to bed from two and you wake up at five. Like, you know, I think there's other things outside of the same thing in the, in the doctor's office. Doctor's office, somebody says, oh, I deadlifted yesterday. That's why my back hurts today. And most times it's like, no, like it was, you sit for 70 hours a week. You eat like garbage. Whenever you move, you move terribly. The deadlift was the final thing. It could have been the sneeze tomorrow that did it. So I think the same thing when, when like people come to our gym and they're looking for, they just think that exercise is the only thing. I agree. It's the first domino that needs to fall. But giving them some other things outside of the gym and, 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 and you know, are, will also kind of be very valuable for their like overall kind of piece, especially if you want to become the place that they go to for their, like beyond just exercise. You know, there's definitely people that come to your gym. The exercise is like pretty low down the totem pole of why they come to it. Right. It's like not even the top three reasons why they come to your gym. Right. So I think like un understanding that part thing is is really important for one for the person and for and for whoever's running the gym, you know. Brian, you gotta get on the the rock bandwagon. I um Yeah. I did the weight vest for the longest time and then I finally pulled the trigger on a buddy up in Madison that absolutely loves rocking. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll what it, how much different can it be? Yeah. And there's something about that posterior load where you just yeah. have to hinge a little bit at the hips. Right. It throws a little bit more on uh, on the glutes. Um yeah. And it's I how, I, I took the how, how much weight do you use? Yeah. Well, so it, I, I vary. I got I got a 30 pound plate and, and a 20 pound plate. And so Okay. You know, sometimes 20, sometimes 30, sometimes 50. I also bought the little. You just walk around like flat. Yeah. Are you it, walking it, like flat, land, like, like flat ground or defense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a couple hills in the neighborhood. Took my kid out to soccer practice last night. Um, you know, 75 minute soccer practice. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm like, well, son, yeah. I love you, but I don't need to sit here. Yeah. You don't need your dad right. watching you every second yeah. at, at soccer practice. Uh -huh. um, I will. You know, I, I want to support my kid, but you know, I don't want to be that. Sure, I, I, you don't. You don't have to explain to me. Yeah, whenever I take my daughter to practice for an hour and a half, I would take. I would walk, but I never run. Yeah, and, and well, it was, it was funny. So I just started walking, walking the perimeter, and da 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 da. Ran into a guy with a forty pound weight vest. I'm like, bro, what yeah. are we doing here? Da da. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's over from you know a town, whatever, like forty minutes west. Yeah. His daughter's practicing here, so they're they're driving uh, to the club, and so I I made a friend, and we we, yeah. we walked for the other seventy five minutes, yeah. and it was it was yeah hard. Yeah. Sweaty and, but like you said, easy on the body. Like it didn't yeah. like easier, right? Right, easier, easier. on the joints. Like, yeah. You feel yeah. it the next day, but like yeah. I'm not yeah. for all That's the distance sore. running yeah. I used to do back in the day and stuff like that. Like, yeah. gosh, the, the ruck was. You know, I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but right. man, of all the other. You know, things, I, was just, I was looking to add in a couple of things, right? Because I did you go to that ten year affiliate gathering? Were you were you ten years no, in, a couple years no. ago? Okay, so they gave so they gave out these like really nice. I had no idea, but they're like $350, like these go rock big kind of backpacks. So like I have the bag, like I think I feel like the hardest part's done. Right, right, right. I just gotta buy uh buy the weight plates. Um all right, I'm uh I'm gonna do it before the end of the year. That's on my on my to-do list and I'm gonna add it into uh into something. There you go. Yeah. That's funny that you, you that it's, you do it. Yeah. For a small amount of time, I was, I put dumbbells into a backpack, mm -hmm, and they were sure. just stabbing me in the yeah, kidneys. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> I didn't even try that. I was just walking. No, was 
which so it, it's so much more comfortable. Yeah. And the thing I, I sold my wife on is that, honey, this I'll never need another one. This is it'll last right. forever. Yeah, we think. Yeah, oh, <laughs> maybe until I need another one. Yeah. And then, well, she wants one, you know. Right. Then, yes, that works. That's good. So you Brian, what, we, what do we miss? What What do you wish I would have asked you over the last 40, 50 minutes here? Holy cow. I don't know. I think we did a pretty good job for, for some people that were either uh, injured and thinking about exercise or injured and still exercising, or maybe some questions to ask if they go to the doctor and the doctor's uh, not helping them. Um, you get that sometimes. Yeah. The doctors, I love them, but they're not always yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure maybe there's an affiliate owner or three that's wondering how you would have dealt with some people that, that uh, come in there and have some questions for you. You know, and I don't, potentially because like I have a degree, somebody would trust me more, but I think that's a conversation that anybody can, can have as long as you're like, know what you're talking about and you're confident in it. And then, you know, just for us again, it just, just getting them to move is what we, is kind of our main goal. I think most people don't move nearly enough and that's kind of what we're, what, what, what we focus on. Yeah, but I think I think we handled. Uh, we covered rocking, right? Yeah. We covered rocking. We covered chiropracticing. That's not a word. Um, yeah, I think we're, uh, we're. Where'd you do your chiropractic school? I started at a uh, Life University in Atlanta, Georgia, or Marietta, Georgia, and I graduated from Logan, which is in uh, Chesterfield, Missouri, a suburb of St. Louis. Two thousand three. We have, we have Palmer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. It, That's like the fountainhead they call it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of chiropractors in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I bet. Um, I bet. Because it's. Whatever. Yeah, it's right there, and they come there and they leave. Yep. So, oh, cool. Fantastic. So, Brian, yeah. if people want to find out more about you guys. I really like how how simple your Facebook page is. I mean, you you guys post some fantastic stories about some very normal people who have you know families and jobs and stress and things. Um, you know, great successes. I, I saw your little power couple of, you know, the, they're, right, the they're, they're, one, yeah, just getting yeah, started. Yeah. They're eating muscle and losing fat and you're showing the in-body scan and stuff like that. People want to find more about what, what you guys do, you know, just cause they like you, you're a good person. Yeah. Do they I guess they just search us. I, I don't know any of that information to be honest with you. I think if they just search us for live back of Charlotte on, uh, on Facebook or on Instagram, uh, I'm not. I'm not on there too often because uh, I don't really know how to use it. But, but but we do have a lot of information on on there. Like if you just search for us on Instagram and Facebook, we'll be on there. And then um, our website might have some some you know some, some uh, blogs, other information. Live active, CLT, season Charlie, Els and Larry, Tiz and Tom dot com. Um, we're going to kind of put a probably a, a decade's worth of blogs on there. And uh, maybe just some other helpful information for for some people, and, and then there's ways on there to contact me if anybody has any other questions on maybe some stuff that we had uh, talked about. Cool. See what we can do to help. Dude, that's perfect. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Brent, thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. Yeah, you got, no, appreciate you got it. Lots of plates spinning, a lot of things going yeah. on. So, no, this go. is perfect. Awesome. It's great. This is good. Awesome. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. Listeners, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we have for you today. If you have any questions or want to chat or interested in seeing what we're up to in between episodes, head over to Instagram and Facebook and follow at Oak Strength. Also, check us out at oakstrength.com. 
If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review the Happy Healthy Strong podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.